The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. And welcome to a brand new episode of Back When with Danny and Tyler. It's now our fifth episode. We last discussed the post-WWE No Mercy Smackdown episode regarding our fourth show. Our topic is the album British Deal by Judas Priest. Danny, how are you, my friend? I'm really well, thank you, mate. How's yourself? I'm doing well. Can't complain. It's always a pleasure to join you. And let's talk about some rock and roll heavy metal that originated over in the UK. I'm so excited and thrilled to discuss it with you. Me too, mate. That's the beauty of this show, isn't it? That Siles talks about is like we can talk about wrestling or we can talk about films. And today we'll be talking about an album. So I'm excited to get into this. It's a wonderful experience to get to uh, be with the Scottish Juggalo, and uh, I'm having a blast doing the show with you, buddy. Likewise, mate. Likewise. So, uh, you know, Danny, what were your impressions when you first heard this album uh, by Judas Priest called British Steel? It, it made so much history. It definitely did. The first time I actually heard it was uh, two days ago in fall because I do remember hearing the song Breaking the Law from a film called Adventureland. And from, I think that came out about 2010. So ever since then, I was thinking, where, where's, who is singing this? And just all types of questions like that. So yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Oh, it, it's a phenomenal uh, project. I mean, it is a labor of love. And speaking of labor, uh, British still got its title. It was a reference to the working class citizens that lived in Birmingham, England. Uh, it was named after one of the big uh, steel manufacturers at the time and actually the group's guitarist glenn tipton had worked for that uh company in fact and according to both uh, judas priest and another iconic heavy metal slash rock band black sabbath you know ozzy osbourne they were also oh, yes. from this area each credit their sound to uh, the metal that was created in these uh steel factories so just very fascinating when you're researching learning the origins the history that really drove the sound. It was the inspiration, essentially, that influenced the signature styles, meaning the sounds 
of a lot of just iconic bands. Definitely, there had to be something in the water in Birmingham in uh, the 70s and 80s, didn't there? <laughs> oh, there had to be something very special in the water in Birmingham. I, I would concur, my friend. And also, British Steel was released on April 14th, 1980. It represented their sixth studio album. Yeah, I think that's really um, important as well because 1980 is a massive year for music. You had uh, Motorhead came out with Ace of Spades, that album. Bruce Springsteen came out with an album. And so did uh, Peter Gabriel and Prince, all in 1980. So um, I would have loved to have been around then. Yeah, I would have loved to have been able to say it. I could have lived back then. But at least their music lives on. But you just named off some of the legendary names, whether they were solo acts, they were bands, such as a Judas Priest that edged a legacy for themselves and were still enjoying their music today. Yeah, that's the beauty of uh, things like albums first, of course, and then CDs, and then now really to just stream it, well, YouTube and then streaming. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad that we get to enjoy it, and then future generations will get to enjoy it as well. Me as well. So many uh, just terrific avenues to enjoy this uh, style of music. And I also wanted to say, Danny, that upon researching this subject, the first copy sold in the UK would cost only 3.99 pounds that's yeah. remarkable i mean that what is. a sell to purchase such an album that has transcended time definitely uh, now if you try to buy an album it would be probably cost you nearly 30 pounds <laughs> rather than 3.99 so yeah that is amazing it's similar to the pricing over here in the United States also because to think you could get this kind of uh, musical you know, compositions fairly cheap is just astonishing to me. Yeah, that's beauty. So, hey, it's hard to pinpoint a favorite track. So I'm going to ask you, Danny, what was uh, one of your favorite tracks or maybe multiple tracks that you just found yourself engaged with concerning British Steel? Well, as I was listening to this, this um, there was a few that really stood out to me. One was Living After Midnight. I was ha say Metal Gods as well, but uh, you'd have to go with Breaking the Law. That is definitely my favourite song from this album. That's one I listened to over and over again as I was doing my walking yesterday. So, um, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's good walking music. All are incredible. Uh, I think some underrated tracks would be Rapid Fire. It screams an mm. unapologetic attitude. Metal Gods gives me indescribable chills. Hearing Breaking the Law, just like you said, presents that sense of rebellion. Grinder accomplishes exploring a musical edge. And United is a sing-along anthem. United, 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 we stand. United, we never shall. And there's just so many. Rage had that unreal bass line to begin the song. Stiller just delivered incredibly. I mean, uh, realistically, every one of these songs stands out. I mean, they're just yeah. amazing. They really are. And that's something which immediately I went and downloaded this album as well, YouTube, um, because it's, it's something that I need to add to my playlists of um, just anything. You can listen to this while doing anything. You can listen to this while you're on a bus or anything like that. I mean, anytime you uh, give me an excuse, a reason to play Judas Priest, any album, but especially British Steel, 
I'm there. So I'm with you. It doesn't matter the setting, the circumstance, the mood. Let's just all rock on and get our heavy metal on. How about it, Danny? Definitely, mate. And that that's inspired me to go and check out a couple more of the Judas Priest albums as well, because it's it's a band I haven't really spent much time listening to. Um, I've heard them on various compilation albums, but yeah, Judas Priest is definitely up there. Oh, they they rank highly, as far as I'm concerned. But I just have but, a quick question. Yeah, go just, ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Um, what did you think of the uh, album cover? I thought the album cover was uh, ahead of its time. It definitely proved controversial as I was yeah. reading up more on it and watching videos. Uh, it was interesting to hear the backstory. I believe it had the uh, the razor blade that would cut through the finger, but uh, was afraid that it would offend some people. So that's why the change. I don't know that you read up on that uh, no. yourself, but I, I found that very educational. Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. It, I, I had a look at both of the albums, and I would say um, the second album was a lot better uh, because, to be honest, it's like um, it, I can see where it would offend people, um, especially today. I mean, with everything with regards to self-harm and things like that, it's a unique cover. Oh, it, it is very unique. I, I agree with you. And it also was indicative of Britain's youthful working movement that felt sincere and sincerity, and they possess a voice through the Judas Priest songs. I mean, the prime illustration, we just aforementioned it was Breaking the Law. Another example would be Grinder. Yeah. I mean, other tracks like United uh, were allegedly, you know, they thought it had racism in it because of the working class subcultures, but that was not the case here with Priest or that song, so I'm glad to hear that. Uh, it was definitely had its controversy. So, you know, just learning these tidbits uh, were compelling to me. Yeah, that's always good to go and look back on. And um, when as you're researching, it's like, wow, what, what else like, did what did they try and stop from happening? Because, um, I mean, it's so good. I mean, we'd get this uh, probably tw 20 years in the, in the future from this point. It's like they were saying the same things about games. It was like, oh, games are the reason there's so much violence and things like that. Uh, and so much controversy. So there's always something, but they went through it and uh, Judas Priest came out smelling like roses. Oh, they did. Uh, they they smelled uh, beautifully. I would uh, think so because uh, the yeah. way they created, they manufactured, they produced uh, so many uh, just iconic anthems. And uh, a prime example would be the British Steel album. Uh, Judas Priest also recorded British Steel in Ringo Starr's studios on Tintenhurst grounds, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, Danny, but both Rob Halford and Glenn Tipton were huge fans of the Beatles, as am I. I don't know about you. Are you a big Beatles fan? Not too much, but it's something maybe we can look back on here in a future episode. I think that would be perfect. We we need to do that. But the lead singer yeah. and guitarist dug through countless artifacts inside the house. The band recorded these classic hits inside the same room, get this, Danny, where John Lennon recorded the song Imagine. Wow, that's that's so significant. Um, yeah, that is really, really good to hear. I mean, it's just uh, fascinating to hear all the details and to know that even though Judas Priest represented and were the forerunner to this hard rock, heavy metal genre, that yeah. the Beatles were still an inspiration for them and, and they were such fans and admirers. They were digging through the house trying to find, you know, what they could as mementos. And, and it was so neat to learn that they actually got to record it 
inside Ringo Starr's personal studio at this residence. So just astounding to me. But K.K. Downing, Glenn Tipton, and Rob Halford wrote the songs. They were the three uh, primary, pardon me, songwriters. And Downing and Tipton reportedly are not the best of friends. It may have changed by now. And this rivalry, at least back then, among the two, would help create the unforgettable raw driving sound that would represent their music, Judas Priest. Yeah, absolutely. And it would continue because um, next year they they had their album um, Point of Entry. I don't know if you've heard of that one, Ty. I'm not sure that I've heard of that one. I, I've always kind of came back to this one and a few others, or at least have heard tracks from uh, various Judas Priest albums. But you've got my interest peaked now. I'm going to have to go back and revisit that one. Yeah, the same here. I mean, that's something I'm going to be doing. Um, it just seemed during this era, really, metal just could not miss. I mean, they would just come, loads of bands were coming around in the late 70s, early 80s. I mean, it would go off into the 90s. And um, yeah, it's really, really cool. Not only that, Danny, but punk rock has credited uh, this genre of music also. Uh, Judas Priest has looked. Uh, finally on by a lot of the punk rock subgenre. So that that is very interesting in itself. And also, uh, some of the artwork was uh, encouraged by Queen's News of the World album artwork when uh, referring to British Steel, another detail that I thought was uh, just classic. Yeah. We just never know in, until we find out and search these things out and learn. Exactly, mate. It's the origin stories, isn't it? It's, uh, that's why I always find fascinating. That's why I'm really enjoying doing this series with you. I'm having a blast. I mean, uh, hey, I'm I'm glad you're you're with me, and we decided to do this uh, podcast. And another thing, uh, you can make the argument that British Steel became the culmination of what heavy metal was, at least for the year of 1980. Definitely, mate. And when as you, we go further. I'll just have a quick question for you, Ty. Is um, do you know what the heaviest song is in regards to Judas Priest? Uh, that would be a very difficult question to answer in all sincerity because they've had so many. Well, I just found out it was from this album. It's actually Metal Gods. They never made a more heavier song than Metal Gods. is pretty cool because that was very heavy oh it, it was definitely heavy and we talked about how raw and the driving sounds this composition delivered it had it all i mean when they're playing it live there is just something special about the connection that the bands have with their fan base and it showed yeah. with judas priest and the audience uh when you would see the live videos
you know something else, Danny? Before MTV even came along, it was videos like Breaking the Law and, and another one that Judas Priest uh, put that to the forefront. They were putting it on the map, so to speak, because even yeah. before the big uh, phenomenon that was MTV, Judas Priest was already doing that with their music videos. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's something that, we're, again, we're so great to, grateful for YouTube for because you can see a lot of this on YouTube um, and the documentaries. There's actually a 30, 30th edition uh, DVD of um, of this album, which I'm going to be checking out as well because there's got a lot of documentaries, backstage stuff, and just facts that we wouldn't be able to find. Oh, a lot of credit to YouTube uh, for certain to uh, be aware of a lot of the uh, things that entail with the Judas Priest uh, British Steel album, the band alone itself. But producer Tom Allum said a young band wanted to absorb the music this Birmingham oh. band uh, made. And uh, Danny, you want to guess at which band this was? Oh, I'm, no, I'm stuck with that one. Who was it? It would be Def Leppard. Oh, yeah, that's around that era, isn't it? It's like, yeah, they were, they were definitely... It was. And both became fans of the other, which was really cool that Judas Priest admired what Def Leppard uh, was doing, and the same could be said for Def Leppard. Judas Priest was an influence. Also, this is definitely. for Cy Powell, our, our great producer. Judas Priest toured with another iconic band named Iron Maiden. Ah, oh, brilliant. He will love that. Yeah. <laughs> Just for you, Si. There you go. But KK yeah. Downing, unfortunately, he caused a lot of strife issues between the bands during this tour. He and Maiden member Steve Harris argued quite often. Ironically, each coexisted and the tour continued, thankfully. But also during this era, Judas Priest embraced wearing the leather and chains, which let's talk about the, the fashion sense, not only with their music, but what they were uh, sporting, what they were wearing, in a sense. Uh, you talk about uh, a lot of bands taking notice and uh, kind of really barring from that uh, that picture of seeing, you know, Rob Halford and, and the rest of the bandmates uh, wearing the leather and chains. Because we got that song, Hellbent for Leather. I, I assume that was part of it, too. What did you think of that? When you say that, immediately a rock band comes to mind. You say leather and chains. I'm thinking the Scorpions. Do you remember them? Oh, the Scorpions were classic. I, I thought yeah. they were a great band. Now they come to mind with you because in all of their videos, they're in there's either leather or chains. <laughs> and um, no, there is. Yeah, and I think that's a very good point you made about um, bands respecting each other. And even though they may have their um, ups and downs on the tour, the main job is to get the tour done so they they can all get paid and they can just give us the most classic music that they can. I think that's the uh, the valued point there. You, you just uh, said it. Uh, another fun fact, Danny, British Steel was released the same day as Iron Maiden's self-debuted uh, title album, or a self-titled debut album that was released on the same date. Let me back up there. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, so it's really just uh, incredible to think that Iron Maiden and Judas Priest had released these popular albums on the same day. That's insane. I mean, that's something 
just to go on a um, sort of sidetrack here, that I remember just this week on Twitter, uh, somebody said two really, really important PlayStation 2 games were released on the same day. It was uh, SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain, and Tony Hawk's uh, Pro Skater 3. And it was like, only when you go back and look that these were released on the same day, just like those albums, that just blows your mind, doesn't it? Oh, it does. It's very mind-blowing, uh, to your point. Britta still landed at number four on the UK charts. It became gold and later platinum in the US. The original track list, get this, Danny, was the first track, Rapid Fire and Metal Gods on side A, Living After Midnight on side two in the US. But they started with the more commercial songs, uh, Breaking the Law, Going Into Rapid Fire, and then Living After Midnight into You Don't Have to Be Old to Be Wise. So uh, the dynamic was even different compared to the releases in the various countries. That's very interesting as well, because um, for a long period of time, you'd get those um, CDs and vinyls and things with like a UK exclusive or Japan exclusive. And um, yes, having the song swapped around um, that definitely does um, make the difference, doesn't it? Oh, it, it definitely makes the difference. Uh, you're so correct. And speaking of wise, Danny, you are a wise man. And we, we don't have to even be old to be wise. <laughs> to Judas Priest, uh, just beloved song there. Yeah. But also, uh, you talked about remastered versions. In 2001, the remastered versions uh, fixed this to where the track list would be similar or like the original. Yeah. So, And it also... You know, British still got to be 34th on the U.S. Billboard 200 in 1980 as well. No, that, that's there's a lot of competition in 1980, so I'm not I'm not surprised it didn't get in the top 10. But 34 is still pretty a pretty high number. It's still doing pretty good as far as I'm uh, concerned. Also, yeah. James Hatfield from Metallica said Judas Priest was everything they strive to be. I'm paraphrasing this. And also Pantera's Daryl was also heavenly influenced by the band. So Judas Priest's fingerprints are on music overall, not solely just heavy metal music. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they they transcend a lot of different genres. And I think that is so cool because the best fans always do. Oh, they do. I mean, if you're going to leave a mark, then uh, you can tell by a lot of the following generational talents uh, with Metallica and Pantera, to name a few. And finally, Judas Priest got inducted into the 2022 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's about time the UK metal god Judas Priest received the Musical Excellence Award at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for 2022. And it was held on November the 5th at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles, California. The event aired on HBO on Saturday, November 19th, which has already happened. But if you want to go still check it out, I think you should do so. Yeah, definitely. And I want to credit the Metal Pilgrim YouTube channel for these uh, great facts. No, definitely. That sounds really cool. I will go and check that out since that was done the other day, wasn't it? <laughs> it? It was. And I had seen a lot of pictures and video clips, per se, on social media where uh, Rob Halford actually was singing with Dolly Parton. Don't forget, Dolly was inducted as well. So that would be just neat to see that whole uh, dynamic between Judas Priest uh, being up there with Dolly and, and all the other inductees. Definitely, mate. Yeah, that sounds actually something I'm going to go and check out after we finish this. But what one thing I did find out um, doing the research was Breaking the Law actually has 62 million views on YouTube, which is, all, which is nothing to sneeze at. 
Wow, that that is quite the accomplishment. Uh, see, I'm learning something all the time from uh, my partner here, my my co-host Danny. Likewise, mate. Likewise. <laughs> yeah. So, Danny, I mean, anything else to add? Uh, I mean, we could open this up. I, I think we covered a lot of it, but there's always going to be things I'm sure we miss. That's where we appreciate your feedback as listeners. Uh, the fellow Judas Priest fans out there, I, I think this was just one of those albums that takes you back. It's the nostalgia of it. But you could hear it played today, and people would still cheer it on. They would be very supportive. You would see the the hand gestures in the rock and roll style. You could see maybe the lighters going up. Uh, Rob Halford actually brought a fake machine gun. Maybe it was a real machine gun with fake bullets. <laughs> true story out on stage and so you talk about fan interaction and interacting with the crowd that's taking it to a whole nother level uh, <laughs> but rob halford and uh glenn tenton kk downing i know every lineup has their changes and uh dave holland it was his first album as the drummer ian hill played bass at least for the lineup uh, regarding british still this album so you know there's a lot to unpack but i, I think we did a fairly good job definitely i hope mate. so no, definitely. Yeah. And there's something that we can always go back to revisit is more uh, Judas Priest albums, whether it be earlier or in the future. Um, oh, we, we can. Yeah. And I look forward to it. And also, before we leave, we've got to talk about some of the other great programming uh, at SJP World Media Network, some of those programs. That would be uh, Chain Wrestling, Murder in Mind Podcast, RSH, the Doctor Who pod in the corner with Benny Mac, NXT Rise and Fall, Nitro Nights, Danny, the other show you're on with Sa Pal, and the additional podcasts. We could have a list and we couldn't fit it all in. There's just so many just wonderful podcasts on that uh, platform. I tell Sai this all the time. I feel like there's new shows just every single day. <laughs> it's very hard to keep up with, but I'm absolutely loving it though, because I mean, like he says, there's something for everyone, and that's really important, especially for a network. Oh, it's very important. I'm excited for him and for all of us. It, it's just been a a great ride. And, hey, we all share our love for rock and roll, at least some of us, uh, like you and, and uh, myself and Cy, yeah. and pro- hopefully others. Hey, Absolutely. I, I would love to, uh, you know, do more in the Judas Priest, maybe Iron Maiden, uh you know, some of the other bands uh, that we talked about, Def Leppard even. I mean, that that would be really an interesting topic overall, or topics, because it'd be more than one. So that would be yeah. a, a fun one to do. Absolutely, mate. And one that I think we can do um, hopefully pretty soon is uh, Motorhead Ace of Spades, which came out, um, as I said earlier, in 1980. That would be a really good one, because um, that was the first Motorhead album I ever bought. Hey, Motorhead would uh, be one that I can't wait to uh, dive into more, especially knowing your perspective, your experience, and following Motorhead's career. Definitely, That's mate. why I love this show, because yeah. hey, I actually got the choice to uh, pick this one, Judas Priest, British Steel, have to credit my uncle, and a lot of older relatives got me educated on the good stuff, the early 80s or late 70s heavy metal, and I love going back, uh, researching the history, because I'm a history buff myself, so with anything so including music and to know how you know it's the sounds of the steel workers the factories that inspired this heavy metal sound and it wasn't so depressive it became aggressive with judas priest i, I like how they yeah. mentioned that if you go back and watch the videos and the bios on them so this has all been just uh, tremendous fun danny i've had a blast uh 
anything else you would like to say before we sign off here? Um, no, not really, because uh, I think we covered a lot in this. I really enjoy talking it, about it with you, Ty. I always enjoy talking with you, Danny, no matter what it is, but especially when having the conversation about Judas Priest and their famous album, British Steel, and congratulations as they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2022. But until the next time, this has been the fifth episode where we talked Judas Priest and British Steel. And Danny, until the next time, let's rock on and back when with Danny Tyler. We'll be back with a brand new episode on SJP World Media Network coming up very soon. Thank you for listening, everyone. Take care.